Welcome to Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I'm your host, Jared Huff, and I'm here to explore and share the complexities of our work and to let you know you are not alone. Before we start, though, please follow this podcast and share episodes with others. You can find me on my website, www.jarekhuff.com, where you can find links to my social media and where I share information and tips for educators. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Hey team, it is that time of year when your routine and everything changes. It is almost summertime. And summertime means summer camp and school age time is about to be in session. If you are a school that participates in summer camp, here we go. So, what does this mean for your school? What does summer camp mean? What does it look like? Do you have like a summer theme or weekly theme? Do you um, allow electronics? Are you in STEAM kind of program? Are you a STEM program? Are you a musical theater program? What does your summer camp look like? Like what is the overall goal that you're trying to reach or that you want the community, you want your families to see. Couple things with summer camp is always your preschool specifically, your pre-K program is going to drop. You are going to lose lots of families. It is completely normal. I remember the first time that happened to me when I was a director, I lost a ton of children and I thought it was me and I was like, damn. Like, what did I do? Like, did I offend these people in somehow, some way? But then I started realizing that it is normal. And a lot of children um, and families disenroll then because some of the families will say, it's the last summer before they go into kindergarten. and I just want to spend the time with them. Or some of them may be going, you know, to family members, houses, and grandma, wherever she may be at, or whatever. And... Honestly, it's kind of the opposite. If you ask me, like, you kind of need to stay in school to get ready for kindergarten, but I digress. And then, so, you're going to lose all of these pre-K kids. Your, pre, your pre-K program is going to look horrible. But, on the flip side of that, you're actually going to inherit a whole bunch of pre-K children as well. And these are all the children that have never been in childcare before. And their families come and say, oh, we just realized that we're starting kindergarten in a few weeks or in a month or two. And we need to get them ready. And you're just like, OK, awesome. And it is frustrating because now you have four and five year olds that have never been in the classroom setting. And you are now expected to get them ready for kindergarten in a few short months. There is a lot that goes into getting ready for summer camp. You have to hire. You're going to have to shift schedules because you're going to lose all these kids. Now you're going to add all these children. And, of course, you're always going to lose the children that are your favorite. The ones that just make you shine every day when you come in. And the children that are going to stay are going to be your favorites that are difficult. Um, they're not going anywhere. They're going to stay with you all the way to the last day. So do not look forward to those children leaving. They are not. 
but hopefully you know you begin promoting your summer camp prior so that you're like hitting your enrollment goals the numbers that you want to reach for your summer camp and if you don't have a goal you should um, there should be something that you're reaching towards to say this is where I want the program to be at but that's a conversation for another episode but before camp starts you should actually hire accordingly so that the summer teachers are ready for the first day of camp not still training not oh we just started today and we need to get your paperwork done and no they should be ready to go on the first day of camp you should have the summer camp schedule already done and complete meaning their daily schedule is done if they're going to do any special activities um, what to look forward to and you also want to try to have the parents paperwork done as well the first day of camp can be overwhelming because it's a new program it's a lot of new children because now you have school-aged children that you haven't seen in a while plus maybe the few that you have throughout the year then you have all these new pre-k kids that are here that you've never seen before that have never been in the school before and now you've lost a lot of pre-k children and then on top of it you have all these new families that don't know where they're going that have all this paperwork that they actually did not complete at home the way that you asked them to and they're going to come in and look at you and go oh i was supposed to complete this like no shit of course you were so now you have to deal with that as well of trying to get all of this paperwork done the first day is chaotic so you want to have as much done in advance as possible by asking parents to bring their paperwork early even if you make a requirement to say hey your paperwork needs to be turned in the week before that way your first day is easier and you can actually take time a little bit um, kind of like an orientation to go over you know where their homeroom is going to be how they drop off how they check in um, how they pick up you know you it gives you time so that your first day is just all over the place now here's a really good question do you even like school age me i love school age and i guess because those of you that know um, i came from a k-12 background so um, even before that i was working in after school programs and stuff like that so i've always had a connection with school age so school age is my heart it's it's my favorite thing to do i enjoy them the most but i know <laughs> preschool preschool directors and teachers and everyone else that just like i despise school age i hate everything about them and if that's how you find that if that's how you feel it is fine it's okay I'm not judging you at all we all have our special thing like i can't do two-year-olds something about them mm -mm. like i can roll with infants um i can even do toddler like you know the one-year-olds a little bit but two and three mm -mm. not here for it mm -mm. new no, can't do it they just Mm -mm, they too fast and I, I just I just can't with them I like them slow or I like I just, I just can't do th that age group I just mm -mm. and when I walk into the room it's like they know it like they come to me and they're like hey Mr. Jack and it's like hey or in their words of saying like just kidding and they like come and attack me and I feel like I'm fresh meat like they sense the fear in me I just can't do that. I can't be in those classrooms too long. Like I get anxiety. I'm like, I gotta go. Can't do it. Nope. 
you know, big ups to you guys because I just can't do it. So if you don't like school age, totally fine. I actually have one of my directors and she can't stand school age. She's like, ugh. Like everything about them turns her off. Turns her off about them. Like she just, the thought of just school age just, she's like, mm, like her whole face and demeanor changes. And it cracks me up every time. Um, like I said, we all have our age groups that we like. So if you don't like school age, it's probably going to be a struggle for you. It's probably going to be hard because you have to figure out how to get into it. And school age is something that you have to get used to. It's definitely different. If you have studied in early childhood education, I mean, you're learning from birth till about age eight um, is a normal age group for early childhood education. But most school age programs, or excuse me, if you're in a child care facility, are going to go from birth to age 12. So there's like four years that you don't really have experience or that you've been trained on. That can kind of be confusing because at about nine is when they start doing that transformation into that I'm about to hit my adolescent phase. And I think that's why my director does not like it. She's not here for that shit. It, it, it's, it's, it's different. You just have to get used to it. And... If you come in with that mindset of knowing that they're different, they're older, you have to keep them entertained consistently. You have to be on top of it. You will be fine. But you do have to keep them entertained. And they will let you know if they're not entertained. But let's say you're going to do field trips. Are you doing field trips this year? Um, field trips are an extra stress. You have to think about... You know, the vans, the bus, or however you transport children. Uh, planning trips, you know, making sure everything is ready. The contact person, the tickets, everything is paid. Are you going on that trip? I personally don't believe directors need to go on trips because you need to stay at the school. Because you still have a preschool program to run. You still have tours coming in. You need to send out, like, the most next person underneath you to go out on the trip. That can be responsible. That can make sure that you, you know, do everything in a in accordance with your state licensing. And you also have to worry about staffing for camp and rearranging schedules. Field trips are fun. They really, really are. Um, but they can be a little extra work. I don't want to say it's a stress. It's just an extra step. I'll say it that way. And I have never lost a child on a field trip. And I will not. And I know a lot of people, um, including me, are passing doing field trips right now because of the state of the world. And this is one of the things of why I'm not because I will not lose a child on my watch. Never have and never will. And the reason I say that is because the way, you know, staffing is and, you know, people are in the field. They're not. They come to work. They don't care. You have new people. You have old people. I'm not putting myself in a situation where, you know, staff isn't coming to work and now I have to, now I've disappointed the children or sending out. I would never send out a new staff member out in the world with children that has no idea what they're doing. It's just so many things that can go bad. So how about we just remove ourselves from that situation and let's just do indoor trips. Now, indoor trips are when visitors actually come to you and it makes it so much easier 
you don't have to worry about transporta transportation, you don't have to worry about signing releases, none of that you have to do. It just, you can do, you know, magicians, uh, STEM activities, science activities, karate, dance classes, um, whatever you may have, petting zoos, you can bring a lot of things to you because these people that are out in the community, you know, they're out here trying to hustle and get their money as well. So they will like, hey, I can bring it to you. It just makes life easier to do indoor trips. But, you know, with the school age program, because you don't have nap time, that's another thing that can throw people off sometimes because they're used to that downtime um, in the building when it's quiet or the teachers have that moment where it's quiet and they're getting time to catch up on things but on my schedules when I do them I always add in kind of a downtime in the schedule which tends to be a um, reading time something that's just calm because if the children are going to be on 10 all day and you don't want to be on 10 all day as a teacher as a as an administrator it's just too much everybody needs a moment to just slow down children need a moment to slow down everybody needs to slow down so I usually make it like a reading time or some kind of uh, summer bridge activity where we're reviewing um, some things throughout the school year some easy things not like you're teaching them new things but just little things to review things that actually the teacher doesn't really have to you know facilitate at that time to give them time to catch up on stuff like that but you know throughout summertime your attendance varies because it's summer it's crazy you have families that are going on vacation you have families that may have to deal with custody where they're going to stay with one parent throughout part of the summer and then even with finances people don't realize that summer camp costs like you're so used to going to school and you know you don't pay for school unless you're going to a private school so then when summer comes it's like oh i gotta start paying for it somewhere for my child to go because i still have to work and sometimes, you know, after about the first two or three weeks, sometimes you can catch up to them. They'll be like, dang, I know this was starting to get expensive. You about to go to your auntie house for the rest of the summer because I can't afford this. It happens. Don't take it personal. Summertime is crazy. It is chaotic. It is definitely organized confusion. Um, it, it's, it's just part of the business. It's part of just what we do. But then in the middle of summertime, while you're in the activities, everything is going well. You have to start getting ready for the next school year. I'm not even going to talk about preparing for preschool. But if you do before and or after school, this is the time you want to start preparing for that. About July, you want to start to get these parents signed up. You want to start promoting yourself saying, hey, we're getting ready for after school or before school or whatever situation you may have because... You want to give yourself enough time to figure out, you know, the schools that you're going to transport to if you are transporting or the schools, um, if it's, you know, a public school, is it a charter school on a different schedule? Is it a private school? You kind of get to have to know these things so you know when school starts. You need to know their days off. You need to be able to start planning these things. You need to, if you are transporting, you need to start learning the arrival times, the times that you can drop off the um, dismissal time so the times that you pick up and where you pick up because that's just as important and just even figuring out the routes to the school and what order you're going to go it's a lot to get ready for don't wait to the end of summer to do it you do this in the middle of summer 
like I said, I love school age and um, I, it's probably the most successful programs I ever have run, have run is in school age. I just, it's, it's my jam. But, you know, overall summer camp can be whatever you make it. It's one of those things, if you put in a lot, you'll get out a lot. If you just, mm, you'll get out. Mm, so it's however you want to do it. But on that note, we'll be right back. We all want our schools or programs to be the best. And although every school is different, all successful programs have the same fundamentals. Best Practices for High Quality Preschool, After School, and Enrichment Programs by Jarek Huff share standards to foster a high quality program. These tips will help you put your best service forward, focusing on your children, families, and communities. Best Practices for High Quality Preschool, After School, and Enrichment Programs by Jarek Huff is available on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. Welcome back. One of the things that I always say that directors have to have is courage. You have to be courageous in all the decisions and choices that you make because directors have to, you have to have courage to assure even, you know, anxious families that, you know, their children are going to be safe at your school. You, you have to show them and be prepared that, you know, you can deal with anything, fires, earthquakes, tornadoes. Domestic abuse, active shooters, unfortunately, in this world, um, medical emergencies, gas leaks, uh, sexual predators, neighborhood problems. It's just so many things, and you cannot be afraid to lead when this stuff happens. I can honestly say that leadership is not for the faint of hearts. It is not. It is so many people relying on you. And in my opinion, Courage is when you have to rely on yourself. When you can't rely on anyone else, you have to drum up the courage to make a decision, to make a choice. You know, directors must model this mental and moral strength through the courage and be capable of venturing into the unknown. You know, there is so many things that are going to happen throughout the day that we just don't know what it's going to be. and. Being courageous is an essential ingredient of being a director, especially being a progressive leader. There have been many times where I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't. There are times where I just say, you know what? I have to rely on myself and I have to make a choice. And whatever happens, whether it works out the way that I think it does in my mind or if shit hits the fan, I have to be able to be strong enough and have the courage to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take it either way. Either I'm going to take this win or I'm going to take this L. Either way, it's something that I had to do. If you are a director that lacks courage, you're not going to make it. I'm just going to be 100% honest with you. That is what makes the separation between a true leader, a director, and support staff and i mean that as like a front office staff because you have to make those choices you have to say what you mean and mean what you say at all times sometimes i have so much courage people think that i know what i'm talking about and i really don't half the time i'm just faking it and i'm just wishing for 
I'm just wishing for the best. And I just go, whoop, okay, that worked out, yay. Or I'm like, oh shit, that did not work out. So let me apologize to everybody and keep it going. But I give the illusion, and that's half of what we do anyway. There are some things that we know. We know, you know, certain things are black and white, but everything isn't black and white. You know, a lot of our job is in the gray area. And you just have to move forward. So I just push all directors to just have courage to be able to move into the unknown in front of them. I love sharing information with educators and program administrators. I have had so many successes, but also so many failures in my education tenure. I want leaders to know what not to do, but better than that, what to do. So, I decided to write a helpful guide, Best Practices for Center, Program, and Activity Directors. It's short and to the point. It's a compass to guide education leaders. These best practices will give you a foundation to lead your school, program, or organization. You can find best practices for center, program, and activity directors by Jared Cuff on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. My blog post this week is about leading regular tours for your school and why it's important because for me, I've always enjoyed giving tours of my school because it allows me to see what's going on in my school from a parent's perspective. We have a tendency sometimes to only see things from an educator perspective or, you know, um, a curriculum specialist or whatever our title may be, director, assistant directors. But we cater and we do what we do for our children and for our families. And when I tour, I'm looking at it from the perspective of them. There have been times where something may be quote unquote correct, but as a parent or as a visitor, I'm like, mm, I don't like that. That's how I try to operate. And to me, that's why it's important to always do tours throughout your school. And it allows for you to introduce everyone you know that you may come in contact with you can do you can introduce all of your managers you can showcase the teachers you can make them feel a part of it all of those things i do go over a little bit in my blog post so definitely check that out um, at www.jerichhuff.com this is just a reminder that summer is coming so be prepared don't let it sneak up on you Remember that your schedule is going to change. Your children are going to change. It's nothing that you did. Don't take it personal. And also, throughout this transition of going from your typical year to summer camp or into your summer programs, have the courage to lead. Everything may not work out the way that you want it, but still take the courage to go forward. Take the initiative to just move on. And with that, I'll see you guys next week. That's it for today. If you like this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating, review, and subscribe to the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website, which is in the show notes, to contact me. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and speak to you all soon.